1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Celtic complete the signing of Patrick Clamalla on a four and a half year deal The pressure of winning ten in a row is greater than the pressure of stopping it According to Harold Bratback And Stephen Gerrard has brought prestige back to Rangers Says one former Ibrox and Liverpool favourite I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight Gordon DL and Roger Hannah We're almost halfway through the transfer window Gordon, Patrick Clamalla is in He could be followed by Ismail Asoro Matty Kennedy looks to be going out of St Johnson But to where Daniel Stendhal defends his decision To get rid of Christoph Berra And Rangers are home from Dubai And we are just 72 hours From the end of the winter break And the start of the real run-in Yeah, I'm sure the, the players have enjoyed their break, Gordon Some have went and got a little bit of sunshine Some have went to the uh, Large, shall we say uh, Not the most glamorous place in the world Nice place, but not most glamorous place when you look at Rangers, Celtic, Aberdeen going to Dubai, Motherwell out at Tenerife, getting a bit of sunshine. But all the work has been done and it's back to cup football at the weekend and then back to league business and the exciting run in till the end of the season. Transfer window well and truly open in case you hadn't noticed. You could probably say this is the first big signing of the window. Three and a half, uh, four and a half year deal, three and a half million pounds for Patrick Clamalla. So that certainly falls into the big category. Give us your reaction to that and anything else that's on your mind. 01419511025. Twitter is at Clyde SSB. It was never going to be a window where we saw loads of big signings, Roger. But like I say, this would go down as the first. Big one because of the attention surrounding Celtic and Rangers and their title running, the money paid, the length of the contract, it ticks a lot of those boxes. Yeah, the fee is basically three and a half million pounds. Clubs in Scotland still don't routinely spend three and a half million pounds on players. Um, clearly a highly rated young man, I think seven goals in 17 games this season for Jagielonia. Celtic have been keen to get someone who can take a burden off Odson Edward. And the run in the second half of the season Still a lot of games to be played Premiership, Europa League, Scottish Cup If anything were to happen to Edward It would have caused a real problem for Celtic I think Neil Lennon tonight will have a little bit more comfort That he's got another body in the door Celtic fans quite simply then to kick us off Today was the day that that deal got signed and sealed So what do you make of it? What do you make of the signing of Patrick Clamalla? And perhaps to dig a bit deeper What does this mean for the strikers that are left at the club? Is this the end of the road for Lee Griffiths or Bio? Or is it about bringing them all together And seeing what they can all contribute Between now and the end of the season uh, Gordon Any new signing You mm. kind of have to wait and see You have to, to give them the benefit of the doubt He's in decent goal scoring form This season As a, as a player who's At the the form he's in at the moment Is, is the best form he's, he's shown Over the last couple of seasons If that makes sense Yeah um, You just hope when you make a new signing Gordon It doesn't matter what country it's from It could even be from the Scottish leagues That they hit the ground running And Celtic will be hoping This is the case here He's a young lad uh, Apparently his strength is He's got bags of pace Which helps in football um, We have to give him an opportunity I'm desperate to see him I really am uh, you can't make your mind up I don't know anything about him Until he's signed for Celtic So I'm just willing to give him As much chance as possible I look at the other strikers there You're talking Griffiths and Bio. I've got a funny feeling It's maybe the end of the road for Bio. I don't know about Griffiths I think Griffiths knows the Scottish game Bad goals for fun Still a real threat If he gets himself fit enough 
So I think Neil Lennon will, will keep that sort of threat there and that gives them three really, really good strikers uh, in Neil Lennon's opinion. Bio for me has not had the opportunity, Gordon, but I think a lot of people have written him off already and it'll be interesting to see where his future lies. Forward planning is something Celtic have done quite consistently over the last few years, Roger, and that's not me saying all these signings work. Far from it. But it's a four and a half year contract which is clearly quite a show of faith in the player. Yeah, the, the stick with the tried and tested for them in the past. They, they hope to find these guys somewhere outside Scotland, bring them in for, it's usually a smaller fee than the £3.5 million, pounds, but bring them in for a small fee, develop the player and then sell them on for a much higher fee with them having done well for Celtic in the interim period. That is what they'll try and do with Klamala. I think he's only 21 years of age. The lad Sorrow, who's playing in the Israeli league, also just 21 years of age. So Celtic will try and get the two of them in, develop them, help them, you know, these lads, they want them to bring success to Celtic and then sell them on somewhere down the line. And that's part of the sales pitch for Celtic as well. When they go and speak to the likes of Klamala and Sorrow, they don't expect these guys to come to Celtic Park for the next 10 or 12 years. They expect them to come for a short number of years, do well, and then progress their career and bring money into the club. I mean, the bit you have to wait on, Gordon, is to see how good he is or, or what mm-hmm. impact he has in Celtic. You simply have to. <laughs> you don't have much choice on that. However, from... A more general perspective Neil Lennon said Way before this window Even opened That Celtic wanted a striker As the window opened He made it clear That they really wanted a striker They were going to go And pursue one And he's got one Within the first Two weeks Of, of the window So in that respect it's, it's it's job done Celtic have gone And got the striker They've got a striker Neil Lennon wants And uh, the rest you, You've got no choice But to wait and see How he gets on Yeah I think that When you look at that Sort of uh, money you're spending on three and a half million plus wages, agents, fees, and everything on top of that. Then you've probably looked at the player and he's ticked all the boxes. He's got to have. Now, we can't guarantee that he's going to come in and hit the ground running, but he could, another hand, come in and all of a sudden be a sensation. How many players have came to Scotland in years gone by that we have never heard of and turned out to be absolute legends for Celtic Rangers clubs like that? So we don't know what this lad's going to bring He's a young lad He'll bring bags of energy That's for sure Strength wise Bags of pace Which I think the modern day great game Is absolutely terrific So I'm excited to see this young lad performing And it'll be interesting to see how Neil Lennon's going to use him Okay the number you need to get in touch with the guys tonight Is 01419511025 And if you would rather tweet Then you can find us at Clyde SSB Let's get straight to the phones And speak to Connor Who's a Celtic fan from Cote Bridge What do you make of that news today Connor? Patrick Clamalla signing on a four and a half year deal Yeah thanks for having me on lads Um, Yeah he's a uh, he looks like a good player. I've seen some quite vi- uh, videos of him. They look quite good. Um, I just want to ask you something. What do you think this could uh, this could mean to Bio and Griffiths? Like for me, I would send I would send Bio out and loan or something like that to like a lower Scottish club like a St Johnston or something like that. I just want to know what you think. Well, interestingly enough, and this may be completely unrelated. It might be, but I suspect it's not. Two minutes ago. Lee Griffiths tweeted With three upside down smiley faces And a gif Do you know what a gif is Gordon? No I'll explain it to you at the break A gif It's a moving picture Sort of That's about the best way I, I can describe it a gift No a gif Drop okay. the T Of him Standing Putting his fingers in his ears Roger As if to say 
Don't listen to any of that stuff Don't listen to the rumours Or the speculation That this could be the end Or I'm just I don't think Putting it, two and two together And coming up with 15 yeah, You decide Sorry Roger I don't think it is the end For Lee Griffiths I think that Neil Lennon It would be wrong To let Griffiths leave the club just now I think you've got to wait to the end of summer And then decide his future I think if you can get Lee Griffiths In the right mind With the right fitness Of playing his football Getting out there Enjoying it once again Getting him sharp again The one thing you know about Lee Griffiths He can bring something to your table He can score goals He's a very very good player Just now When I watched him just before the break And he was coming on as sub His fitness I thought His fitness levels were down He's had two weeks now Over in Dubai to work in that uh, I'm sure that the fitness coaches Will be working I just think that You don't let someone Of the quality Of Lee Griffiths Walk out your club When you're Going for a league title And how tight it is By on the other hand I think that People at Celtic Have made up their mind About the lad I think it's been very unfair I don't I don't think he's had a Fair crack of the whip But I don't see him Day in Day out I think he'll be the one That'll be Totally. This is modern football Roger I'm asking you to interpret a tweet made up of Three emojis and a gif <laughs> And tell us what it means Well, what, what I would say is If anyone goes out on loan from a club There needs to be a purpose to the loan For sure. that club You know, When Ryan Christie was sent up to Aberdeen It was for the purpose of Giving him regular football At a high level in the Premiership And preparing him to come back to Celtic And make an impact Likewise when Lewis Morgan was sent out on loan You would wonder what the purpose would be in sending Lee Griffiths out loan? People, people, you know, Lee Griffiths doesn't need to have you know prove anything. Lee Griffiths has scored over a hundred goals for Celtic. He's scored spectacular goals for his country. Lee Griffiths made, made it into the team of the decade. Well, on, yeah. on Super Lee Griffiths could well be a very handy guy for Neil Lennon to have about in the second half of the season. I can't see Lee Griffiths going anywhere. Uh, Connor, what what are your own view? What are your own feelings on it, Connor? Uh, for for me, um, I would like Griffiths to stay. Um, I would send Bayo out and loan to like a lower league club in Scotland or something like that to give him more game time just to see how he would do with a run of games, if you know what I mean. But other than that, and can I say something before I go, lads? Sure. Um, I've got a, a charity football match on the 18th of. April mm-hmm. um, at five o'clock at Airdrie Stadium. Um, it's going to be Celtic fans versus Bradford City fans. It's for uh, a player and that played for Bradford City that's got motor neurons disease. Uh, Stephen Darby. I don't know if you've heard him. Yep, sure have. Uh, yeah, so we're doing a charity match, to, and all the money will go to his. Uh, his charity So hopefully We can get people along And that kind of stuff Yeah good man good That's a really Connor. good cause Well done Connor. Mm-hmm. We wish you every success With that Just on Bio Bio is now One year Into a four year deal At Celtic mm-hmm. Take out the couple of Obvious months For the summer Take out the months That he's been injured How much have we Have we really seen of him How How much of a position Are we in To judge whether This is the end for him or not I mean I get that He's not had a lot of game time But one year into A four year deal Listen the lad's been A wee bit unlucky He was signed by a different manager As you say Gordon He's had injury troubles Um, He's a decisible task Of ousting Odson Edward From the team Which would be a A big task For any striker But as Laz pointed out You know we can say The lad's unlucky We don't see him Monday to Friday Neil Lennon sees him 
Monday to Friday John Kennedy sees him Monday to Friday If he was worth his place in the team mm. He would be in the team So it wouldn't surprise me at all If Bio went somewhere short term And if he does well Then his future may lie away from the club Can you see a situation where Bio goes out on loan Connor's suggestion was Gordon That he goes to another Scottish team The obvious reason for that would be it's the same league It's the same level It's the same opposition However he's He's not Scottish He's not from These parts in the sense that You know you want to keep him Close to home or anything like that So I, I don't know Do we sometimes Assume that going on loan To another Scottish team Makes sense when actually He could go on loan anywhere The only Yeah I can totally understand that The, the most important thing is The boys got to play football Simple and straightforward is that I can see the sense in saying Well we'll keep him in our league because he doesn't know the league He doesn't know the pace of the Scottish game It would probably help him Probably educate him a little bit more Get him used to our game Which would be an advantage when he went back to Celtic, Roger But I just think that Unfortunately for a lad He's been here a year I've not seen a lot of him I, can't, I couldn't stand here and say Is he going to be a player or not? Because I've not seen enough of him, Gordon Unfortunately through injury And obviously Edward's the, the main striker there but I'm not going to judge a guy that, you know, you've hardly seen. He's a young player. He's on a four-year deal. He's one year into it. He needs game time to show everybody what he can do. Me personally, I think the best thing in the world for him, if he does, go out and loan, stay in Scotland. Uh, thank you to Connor and Coat Bridge. Alec is also a Celtic fan on the line. What do you make of that signing today, Alec? Hi, lads. How are you doing? Please, we go right here the line. Uh, first and foremost, we have a couple of weeks left to the window, you know what I mean? Uh, Talking about strikers, you know, uh, with, with Griffiths, you know, I love Lee Griffiths, but if we're being brutally honest, the guy has said for the beginning of the season, he had a full pre-season, and he said right up until the old firm game to get yourself fit. So I'm not getting this uh, to get fit. I'm, I'm just not buying into it. Like I say, I love the guy, but, you know, there's a lot at stake here. Uh, like you say, Rangers want to stroke 10 in a row. Celtic want to get 10 in a row. So, uh I think that, you know, we were talking about Lawrence Shanklin last night. Uh, there was another bit today in one of the one of the news feeds or whatever. The Celtic, or whatever, 2.2 million, whatever it was. I would rather see Celtic trying to go for a boil at that than maybe having to pay out, say, 500000 700000 for a loan down in England. That way, the money stays in Scotland. Dundee United can do, could do a hell of a lot with that. You know what I mean? Uh, and plus, at the same time, you're getting a right good talent. The the guy obviously uh, has got a, has got a nose for goal, and I would like to see his uh, I'd like to see his getting a centre half. So, I would, do you really think Celtic would go for another striker no. now, though, Alec? Well, we'll get like you say. We're talking about bio right with a guy like Bangura. You know, me personally, I just think it's not going to work. Whether the guys had a chance or no, it's not going to work. Lee. You know, he's had his troubles and, you know, uh, like I say, I love the guy. But, you know, we've got Edward. We've now got this boy. Again, we're talking about, you know, we've never heard of him. We never heard of Henrik Larson. So the guy could be amazing. But, you know, then again, we'll just need to wait and see. Well, I'm not saying you're wrong, but Henrik Larson had played at a World Cup by this point. But anyway, that, that um, and just whilst we're on the, the, the cyber lookout, Lee Griffiths, after that tweet, he's now deleted his Twitter account oh. altogether. Good oh, for him. So good, go. good for him. Go off that it was obviously a good buy. I'll I'll disagree. I'll disagree with Alec. I don't think that Celtic will go in for another striker. Uh, I think they'll have enough there now. 
Um, where I do agree is if I was looking at another position now, I know they're they're sort of a linked with a, a midfield player just now, Gordon. I'm surprised. That I think I think Celtic are overloaded in the middle of the part. I think that's a strength. To be honest with you, I would look. I would be looking at centre back. Uh, in this window, I'd be looking to bring in a centre back. Uh, Roger, how close is the second signing of the window for Neil Lennon? Um, well, they're talking. I think um, Bene Yehuda believe the deal is going to be done. His club in Israel, so it's now just a case of agreeing terms with Ismail Asoro and with his representatives. Um, at twenty-one years of age. Highly rated young player he, he may, if he comes into the football club Allow Ibuwe Kouassi to head out and loan We're talking about, you know, perhaps Bio going out and loan I think Ibuwe Kouassi, who's now fit After that horrible cruciate injury at Dundee Last year, he's fit He needs games, I think they may well let Kouassi out in this window And Soro would come in to compete In that central midfield area And offer cover for the likes of Scott Brown, Callum McGregor What about that, Gordon? I know that Olivier and Cham's the obvious one mm. When you talk about Celtic's midfield Perhaps you have to defend it up uh, Defend it up Divide it up Because you're right they, they do have a lot of numbers But what about those two holding positions Do they really have a lot of cover there? A lot of quality cover there? Um, Not really But I don't think that It's a major problem Gordon Because You look at when Their best midfield player Scott Brown Captain Holding midfield player Went out the team With an injury And then couldn't get back in Celtic changed their formation from 4-1-4-1 rather than 4-2-3-1 under Brendan Rodgers. And everyone was on this phone actually saying that it looked better, more attacking, quicker football. So I don't think by McGregor or Brown getting injured in there with the two holding midfield players, it would make such a difference. All they would do is adjust because they've got so many quality players in the middle of the I think losing Brown would be a blow. I think losing Brown would be up there with losing Edward. People focused prior to the winter break, prior to Cronulla coming in, about the impact of potentially losing Edward to the Celtic. I think losing Brown would be big. That's not my argument. I totally agree with you, Roger. I think losing Brown would be an absolute disaster for Celtic because I think he's so important. What I'm saying is that I don't think I would panic going, I need to cover that position. If unfortunately something, right, we're hoping never, but something happened to Brown, picked up a suspension and an injury, I think Celtic, with the quality they've got, can tweak one or two mm. things in middle of the part. They've got Champ to come in there as well. He can play that position. He's what He was signed for three, he's a three million, four million pound player, quality player, Gordon. So I don't think they need a midfield player. I'd be looking at centre back. 0141-951-1025. Thank you very much to Alec on the line. Here's a question for you fans on both sides of the divide in Glasgow. How does the pressure of winning nine or ten in a row compare to the pressure of trying to stop it? We're going to hear from one man who was right involved in it at the end of the 90s. Want to know what you think? 01419511025 and we could be speaking to you next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompson's.com. Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna are here. They're waiting to take your calls and read your tweets at Clyde SSB. The question we asked you before the break, I'm looking to tap into your experiences here. Football fans who lived through the 90s, how does the pressure of going for 9 and 10 compare to the pressure of trying to stop it? Because we had it in the late 90s Kind of got it now At the moment as well Harold Bratback knows it all too well He remembers the pressure They were under to stop 10 But he says that's nothing Compared to the heat The current Celtic players face Trying to win 
9 and 10 He says he's also surprised at the legacy of that goal back in the late 90s Definitely, I think the pressure of winning 10 in a row is bigger than stopping 10 in a row Because when you have to win to 10 in a row, you have to be good for 10 consecutive seasons If you have to stop it you only have to give, be good for one season. So, yes, definitely the, the, the pressure is on. But they've been winning for many seasons now and they have experience from that. But uh, all of a sudden, Rangers is coming from behind. And this year is two points, one game uh, less for Rangers. And this, I heard it was 17 rating games left. So still a lot of points to play from, but... Um, it can be a really, really exciting uh, spring as well this year. Winning the title for Celtic, that was maybe the most important thing for me. Uh, but obviously for the rest of the green part of the city, it was uh, more stopping 10 in a row. I'm, I'm still baffled about how big it is to stop 10 in a row. But when you know the rivalry and when you know the history uh, in Glasgow, it's uh, obviously a huge part of Celtic history to stop 10 in a row and for me to be part of that day is obviously enormous Now before anyone jumps in I'm well aware Celtic aren't going for 10 yet Roger and I know it's 9 but the, the general sort of feeling around it that pressure of, of going for it versus the pressure of trying to stop it you'll be you'll remember the late 90s you'll yeah. remember Harold Brapp how do you think the, the pressure does compare what do you remember about that time and, and compared to now? Um, I always tend to think that there's more pressure in the team who are trying to stop it. Remember the so pressure. You, so you go against essentially yeah, what Harold yeah, just yeah. said. I remember that season that Vim Janssen and Murdo McLeod were brought into Celtic basically with the express instructions of stopping Rangers from winning ten in a row. Um, Vim, I think, did he lose his first game to Hibs and then maybe the second went to Infermline and there were people phoning this show demanding he be sacked after two games, and that just for me. Highlighted the pressure that Celtic were under Now, fast forward to the end of that season Brought back Larson Scored those goals against St Johnson Celtic won the league And, and denied Rangers 10 in a row I, I think there's pressure on Rangers this season To win the title And deprive Celtic of 9 in a row Were Celtic to win the league And go for 10 next season I, I really think the pressure would be on Rangers next season but just, Listen, it's just a personal opinion Obviously Harold disagrees and what do you think on the phones? Roger thinks stopping 9 or 10 is more pressure than winning it. What about you? 01419511025, Gordon? I'm against Roger. I'm with Harold. <laughs> you and uh, Harold teaming up? Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm team Harold tonight. Uh, the reason being, Gordon, I've never been in the position so before anyone says, but I just think that in every sport, they always say that the hardest thing to do is go over the line because all the pressure's on you. Um, so I would say that I think that Harold is 100% correct Only my opinion Roger's going for the other way I'll be interested to hear what people out there want to say about that Yeah what do you think on the phones Is there more pressure to stop 9 or 10 Or to win it What what, what brings the most pressure 01419511025 John is in Greenock What do you think John even as, I think it's my pressure to stop stopping. I think so. Tell you the truth, I tell you the truth, I. And would, you, would, you have, would you have said that back in the nineties as well, or are you being selective because of where we're at? No, no say it was, even in the nineties, it was my pressure to stop. Nine, I don't know what I mean. Okay, fair enough. Well, I know you had another point to make as well, so don't worry. I see. I see. It was a uh, boy by Barachik. Is it Barachik? Born a Barachik. Mm-hmm. I was. I like you going to the two sites, sell to hand rangers. They won twenty five million for this guy. 
25 million. Is he the one at the same price as what Celtic got off uh, Arsenal for half Arsenal for uh, Derny? It's January, it's not April. I really thought it was an April holiday in January. When you say that, John, you say they want 25 million. I don't think Rangers have ever. Publicly said that Or anyone closely Associated with the club Said that have they I saw on the Rangers website today The one is with Terny Celtic got for Terny Yeah so I know, I, a, I know he had a good game Against Celtic But he's not worth 25 million I'll tell I, you that I saw something similar Roger But I don't think this was Stephen Gerrard Or Dave King saying He is a 25 million pound player And that's what we're going to Sell him for No I don't think anyone's put a price tag on Well I'll say is He's a very improved player um, you saw his pal Eros Gresda who came in from OCEC about the same time and just couldn't handle Scottish football at all and has been shipped back out to OCEC in this transfer window. Barisic took a bit of time to settle, took a bit of time to get you know used to the league. There was a spell last season when he, was, he looked as if he was behind John Flanagan and Andy Halliday for that left back berth. But this season he's been transformed. A very, very handy player for Rangers to have. Good set-piece delivery, as you saw with Katic's goal at Celtic Park. He takes a mean free kick, as you saw with the winner at St Mirren earlier on in the season. And, you know, it, just the energy that he's got. He can, a bit like Tavern earlier, I said he can take Rangers 40 or 50 yards up the park. He's become a real asset to Stephen Gerrard. Stephen Gerrard revealed the other day Rangers now keen to extend his contract, give the lad a pay rise to, to reward him for how well he's doing. But undoubtedly, there's going to be entry. You know, he's Croatia's first choice left back. Croatia played in the last World Cup final and are going to be playing in the Euros in Scotland in the summer. They're a very good team. He's a good player, and Rangers will want to get him nailed down. Uh, Gordon, could that be one of Rangers' priorities this window? I know that getting big signings in is everyone's favourite mm-hmm. thing. That you know, that's that gets all the headlines. But maybe an improved deal. For, for Barisic a reward for the turnaround in his form yeah I think he's earned it Gordon uh, it did take the lad a bit of time to settle into Scottish football I always said when he came on the scene at first I thought he was a willing runner up and down he looked a, a real good athlete I thought that his weak points were his delivery of the ball now he's improved in that 100% you've got to say some of the balls he whips into that box now are tailor made for centre forwards to get on the end of and score goals I think he settled into the game. I think the big turning point will all go back to the free kick against St Mirren. I think that just gave the boy more confidence. Uh, he looks a complete player. And uh, Rangers won't want to let him go. He's too important now. Uh, that left back is his position. Uh, he's a number one choice. And I think it is fitting that they should give him a reward and uh, you know tie him up in a long-term contract. Because if he keeps performing and keeps improving... There will be clubs looking at him. And you're right. The, the delivery for left hand side, whipping balls into Morelos or Defoe, as you say. The one thing that impressed me does in the game at Celtic Park was when he created the goal for Kent. He didn't just whip it in. He didn't just fire it across that corner in front of the goalkeeper. He, he actually looked up and picked him out. You know, rolling the ball back mm-hmm. into his path, which I thought was a, a really, a, you know, a, it just showed the way his game has improved. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Scott is a Rangers fan. On the line What's your thoughts tonight Scott? Hi panel Hello uh, Just to point out a few things Right First of all uh, I'm going to start with the cup final Right Oh uh, No, we are going back Right We were going back to the cup final Right Rangers were robbed that day Every sales to both that I don't know Has admitted it And so is Basically Lennon The next point is 
get into this carry on with Celtic getting 10 in a row who do they think Reads a game in hand against St. Johnson, right, for a start. Plus, Stephen Gerrard doesn't need to worry because I think personally it needs to win the league this year. I, I don't know what you're, you can see in that. As for Morelis, uh, two backup players that have not been picked up one is Goodison for Aberdeen, which would be a lot of money, I don't think. You mean Cosgrove? Aye, Cosgrove, sorry. And the boy, uh, Stevie Allen, uh, Stevie Allen, sorry, for Hibs, top goal scorer. I grew up with his dad, and his dad, I don't know if you can remember that far back, but he won the Scottish Cup final with St Mum. His dad, Stevie, Stevie Allen. Mallon. There's Mallon. Scott Allen and there's Stevie Mallon, so it's an easy easy mistake to make, Roger. Stevie Mallon played centre forward and went to the juniors. Old Stevie Mallon. As His for, father Because I, I signed him As for Cosgrove I think we got there um, But Scott's saying I don't think that would cost much money I, I think it would Yeah Aberdeen have <laughs> To got take Aberdeen's in, top player Yeah yeah. I mean Aberdeen, There is interest In Sam Cosgrove A lot of interest From down south In Sam Cosgrove If you remember At the start of the season Even Lazio had sort of scouted him His reputation is growing So far and so wide I just can't imagine Rangers and Aberdeen with the relationship they've got managing to broker a deal where a guy who scored what did he score in the last however many was it 32 goals mm. in the last 50 games for Aberdeen or something like that Gordon was allowed to go to Rangers um, the Furon is still trying to settle down from Ryan Jack leaving for Rangers at the end of his contract and that was about two and a half years ago so I just couldn't see a deal taking Cosgrove from Pataudry to Ibrox and that's where actually It's an interesting example This is where the scouting of players Is so fascinating And then it goes back to The discussion we were having About Patrick Clamalla At the start of the show Sam Cosgrove was A Carlisle reserve striker yeah. And you'll remind me of the name Of the guy that put him on To Derek McInnes Rush Richardson Called him up Derek McInnes and says You have to see this guy He's playing mm. in, in Carlisle's reserves We need to go and get him And he comes up here With an outstanding strike rate Since he arrived So this idea of, of getting too hung up on How many goals a player scored previously Or what club they played in And what league they played in It's it's the player that you're scouting Gordon It's the pl- And I'm not saying that means Clamalla or anyone else will be a success But it's too easy to just look at All those other factors And try and draw an accurate conclusion Because sometimes you can't Yeah, because, well you talk about Cosgrove Perfect example When he came to Aberdeen we had written him off, Gordon. He couldn't score a goal for, you know, for his life depended on it. And then all of a sudden, once again, time to settle into the Scottish game, time to settle into a new club, know his teammates, got his couple of goals, and then all of a sudden couldn't stop scoring and everyone now is looking at him. Uh, he's very much a player in demand. Teams want him in. He's valued at a lot of money for Aberdeen now. You cannot tell. It doesn't matter if you pay... 10 quid are 100 million for a player You cannot tell When he walks into your club Whether he's got to be a star Or a failure You've I mean you can have a, An educated yeah, of Assessment course. on, on whether it's going to work you, you hope it's going to you, you hope it's going to You'll do every single Box ticking you possibly can To sort of a limit down The fact that he's going to fail But You cannot guarantee That he's got to be A success you just hope he is with the fact that of his talent, what you see in him, his strengths, what you think he's got to bring to your team, 
Everything like that And you hope you can put that together It's like Dundee United just now Shanklin is so good Because I thought his manager Was brilliant in his interview He says our job is quite simple Do our job and get the ball to him In good positions And he'll do the next part So it works as a team And if you can fit into that team You become a success We're learning a bit about people's personalities here I think Because it sometimes comes down to the club That you support Or maybe just the way you see these things Because Harold Bratback says The pressure of winning Nine or ten in a row Is much greater than the pressure of stopping it Gordon Diel agrees Roger Hanna doesn't And I'm seeing such a split on Twitter Fuzzy says The achievement of winning ten Is far greater than stopping it So the pressure must be bigger But Tag says The pressure is all on Celtic It's their fans Who are consumed by the ten If they don't get even nine Despite Rangers not being in the league For four years And hamstrung till 18 months ago It's a total embarrassment for them We were supposed to be behind them For decades Says Tags on Twitter I think think the truth Stephen Gerrard spoke very well Last week When he was over in Dubai I think he used the word Obsession And he was saying nine And the pursuit of nine And the Possible pursuit of 10 Is an obsession That's shared by both sets of supporters He wasn't saying There's more pressure on Rangers You know He wasn't saying There's more pressure in Celtic He used the word obsession When he was in his podcast With his friend Former teammate Jamie Carragher And he said It's an obsession Shared by both sets of fans Scott and Pollock Thank you for the call It's 0141 951 Ideal time to get in touch Because we're going to get Some travel with Stephen And we could be speaking to you next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The league leader for compensation Talk to Thompson's.com Roger Hanna and Gordon Diel Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Your usual Tuesday night duo uh, I'm wondering Gordon how you're feeling about Thursday It's a big night for you on Thursday Massive. In case you, you, you hadn't remembered Roger I don't know if he told you about this um, But Mark Wilson and Gordon Diel Are going to be left to their own devices for the last mm. part of the show I have somewhere to be There's no one here to look after them I'm going to leave And uh, those two are, well, be, are being left in he, charge he, he did mention it to me And I actually got the wrong end of the stick Because I thought You were doing the show from your house again And you were going no. to leave the pair of them No oh, In abs- your living room Absolutely not No way I'm going to leave them here though And do you know what's a certainty? We will have the full time <laughs> teaser By 20 to 8 He blew a year at half seven the answers will be revealed Now I'm, I'm looking across what I That's think That's what you, you think I've got a radio plan pre- up my your radio presenters call The deck mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. desk The desk even There are an awful lot of switches And buttons know, And flashing about, yep. lights And screens uh-huh. Don't worry about it uh, are, you, are you comfortable Leaving the mushroom in the dazzler? <laughs> no, he, no He had to get a man in To show him how to work The new recliner He's actually been in good form Roger earlier on He Well I say good form that translates as terrible for me He comes in earlier and he says to me Do you know what music I've been getting into recently? He says, do you know who, do you know who I really like? He says, I've been listening to That guy, is it uh, Jeremy Simmel? J- Jeremy, S- Jeremy Simmel And I'm saying, who the earth is Jeremy? And it takes a bit to translate for him And I think I've cracked it Is it this guy? Is that, is that who you meant by Jeremy Simmel? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what his hey, actual name is? Hey, oh, I've taught you Jazza. Can you remember? Uh, no <laughs> <laughs> That's Jerry Cinnamon If you want to write it down So it's not Jeremy Simmel it, What's his first name? Jerry? Yep Cinnamon Yeah, like the spice I'm going right. to see him Okay right. If you're listening, Jerry 
As Stephen was pointing out It's his biggest faux pas Since he had talked about Zing from one direction Yeah he's really he, he struggles with these things If you think what he talks When he comes on here Is nonsense You should see what we have to Filter out before we come on air I've actually got breaking news As well On his hip resurfacing You know he's been due To go for the hip resurfacing <laughs> He's having second thoughts Because he doesn't want them to th- This is good He doesn't want them to put a Cataract in yeah, and that, that bamboozled both of us at five to six when he told this story. Tell you what, it would be, it would be sore putting uh, a cataract in there, wouldn't it? Yeah. Close. Yeah, <laughs> yeah as far as. I think what he meant was catheter. I think so. Catheter. Anyway, moving on. 01419511025. That's the number Tommy has dialed. Tommy, what's on your mind tonight? Yeah, good evening, lads. Hi, Tommy. I've, I've got a couple of points. Uh, well, I'll start off with, you know, we, we don't need Celtic fans telling us what our players are for. You know, all I'll say is our left backs are damn sight better than theirs. We'll, we'll leave it at that one. Uh, my, my main points were the way that Gerard set up at Parkhead uh, and set the Rangers team out. And it was a case of you leave the ball at the back when Celtic have got it with the players that he didn't probably consider weren't good enough to create anything. Like, let Julian bring it forward. Let Ayer bring it forward. Let Bolingoli bring it forward. Let Scott Brown bring it forward because they won't create anything. But the minute you get to Celtic's creative players, you surround them, you get the ball back, and then you, you have a go at them. And I don't think he's had enough credit for that in that game at Parkhead. Mm. I mean, I think he's had a lot of credit for it. Whether that's enough in, in Tommy's book or not, I don't know. But is is that the one side of it that maybe Stephen Gerrard is is learning all the time? Well, Roger, have you seen an improvement in listen, his tactical now? Listen, if you're a young manager, you're going to make mistakes. The key to improving things is learning from the mistakes and not making them again. Now, Stephen Gerrard came in for them for a bit of criticism after Celtic won at Ibrox at the start of September. For the criticism being he got his tactics wrong, so he's looked at it again. I think there were five or six changes from the Rangers' first old firm team, if you like, to Rangers' second old firm team. A couple of tweaks within. The system as well And he got it right at Celtic Pulse So you have to give him credit For learning from the mistakes of Ibrox And getting it right at Celtic Pulse But you can argue He got it right at Hamden actually A few weeks earlier But just didn't get the result that time He got the result at Celtic Park And the question marks After that game at the tail end of last month Gordon Suddenly surrounded Neil Lennon's tactics and whether it was a wise move to leave out Olivier and Cham who had been doing so well Bring in Mikey Johnson, tweak that system So there's another game coming Well, listen, we could have, what did somebody say, a 12-day spell Where we have five old firm games if, if they both get through in Europe and draw each other And both get through in the Scottish Cup and draw each other And it goes to a replay So there'll be plenty of time for Neil Lennon and Stephen Gerrard To consider their tactics again for the next one But but Tommy's right If you take the December 29 game in isolation Stephen Gerrard got it right I think he gets a lot of credit Especially in the last two games Uh, You can look back and think Well you've got to give Neil Lennon a lot of credit Because he won the cup But I think the 29th he was spot on He was spot on from the first whistle Because he brought in Davis And Rangers were playing well at the time Davis hadn't played for a few weeks and a lot of people looked and thought, is that a gamble? You know, is, is he up to speed match fitness? Especially a game, that the pace of the Old Firm game. And Davis, for me, was man of match. It was absolutely brilliant. So he got that right. He won the midfield battle, which is so important. And he won the game, which was so important. So tactically, I think he got it spot on. Where he used to get a lot of criticism, Gordon, was when he first came in, his substitutions, a lot of Rangers fans used to say, he waits too long to make the substitutions. Now, I can understand now 
Because after his first season, he said, the most important thing for me is to make sure my bench is strong. So when I go to change things, I'm changing with quality, just not a, a person for another person in the park, you know, one for one. He wants quality on the pitch to change a game. He's got that in his bench now. He's got a strong squad. And I think now he looks a better manager because he's making his substitutions right. Tommy, you want to come back in? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think one of the biggest things that that he, that he done was last January when he when he brought in Defoe and Davis and everybody was up in arms about you know they weren't match fit, which they obviously weren't. But the 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 snowball from that has been this season. You know, they've had a few months to settle in, and Steve Davis looks at you know he looks back to when we had him before, you know, playing really really well, running things in the middle of the park, and Defoe. Is Jermaine Defoe? You know, he needed game time. He's not been getting a lot, but he still he still there to score the goals. My next point, I'd like to move on to is uh, Roger. Do you do you work for, is it the Sun newspaper that Roger works for? Yes, it is. Can, yep, do you sure that is. campaign respect your players. Yes. Well, I think this week we've seen probably one of the worst personal attacks on on a player in Scottish football that I've ever read in my life. I read Mr. Leckie's comments and, and personal attack. On Morellis, on I think it was Monday, uh, uh, Monday's paper, and, uh, and to say respect people, I've never seen anybody that that gets it as heavy and as hard as that boy. Now we know the other teams don't like him, but for a you know a senior employee at your organisation to make it as personal as that was just beyond belief. I mean, he's, this is a young lad that's came from South America to Finland and on to Scotland. And we we all know you know he's he's not a he's not just smiley wee, wee guy you know he's out there he's got an attitude it's the way that he plays but I, I I've never seen anything so personal in all my life in the way that you and Mister Lecky went and yet you've got a campaign respect to our players. Well, what I will say is we have some of the best and most outspoken columnists in Scottish journalism, David Proven, Chris Boyd, Michael Stewart, Bill Lecky, and they all have strong opinions in the game. Where I would argue with you, I don't think it was a personal attack on the player. I think it was an attack on the player's recent behaviour and on his recent, and you could say longer-term, disciplinary record because Stephen Gerrard spoke last week when he was over in Dubai and he said that, I think to, to quote Stephen, he said, there are people trying to kill Alfredo's career in Scotland. And Bill's point that kind of thrust behind the column was the person who's doing most damage to Alfredo's career is Alfredo himself. Now, he did say, you know, there's plenty of time for Alfredo to reverse this behaviour with the help of Stephen Gerrard. And he did say Stephen Gerrard's probably the right man to get this back out of Alfredo. But at a time when Rangers are pursuing a league title in the first number of years, they're trying to end Celtic's stranglehold in the silverware and end Celtic's hopes of nine in a row. I'm sure you'll agree the biggest asset on the field to Stephen Gerrard is Alfredo Morelos. But he can't be an asset. No one can be an asset to their manager if they're not on the pitch often enough. And the point of the piece was that he's spoiling it for himself. Almost he's his own worst enemy with these antics. And, you know, it, he's hurting himself, he's hurting his manager... And he's hurting his club and the club's fans by not being there often enough. I think there's a run of seven games before the winter break and after the winter break. And Morelos will have been suspended for four of them and sent off in two of them. And nobody's language can that be good for Rangers or good for Rangers' pursuit of silverware. 
It was important We let you answer that point We are now seriously late for this Thank you to Tommy and Doncaster Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Your 7 o'clock news Will be a couple of minutes Later than usual But I'm sure you'll manage After that It is Beat the Pundit It's your chance to win a sign ball If you can get more questions right Than Gordon Deal Or Roger Hanna Who of course starts on minus one Because he knows everything So if you want to play tonight It's 01419511025 And you have to get your calls in Before the news starts Just after seven Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The form team for compensation For more than 40 years Talk to Thompson's.com Roger Hanna and Gordon DL here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We kicked off looking at Celtic's signing of Patrick Clamalla. Uh, we've been debating, not really much of a debate, because it's just a personal feeling on who is the pressure on more, a team who's going for 9 or 10, or a team who's trying to stop it. So if you've got any thoughts on those, you can keep them coming. For the second hour, look, here's one just to get us thinking outside the box a bit. And this goes to fans of all teams, so don't think you're off the hook. The winter break is coming to an end. Your teams have all been away Full squads away On warm weather training Or various other training camps Who's the fringe player You want to see Given more game time In the second half of the season And why So no matter what team you support Who is the fringe player Who's the guy That's not quite had the game time You think he deserves And you want to see more of him In the second half of the season There's one for you And we'll do it after this Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Beat the pundit time Roger minus one Is ready Gordon DL is Also ready, ready I think uh, Gary's in Sulcoats And he's definitely ready How are you Gary? I'm not bad How's you? Yeah not too bad at all Gary I'm going to toss the coin If it's heads It is Roger minus one Every week He tries to wriggle out of it And tell us that he, he wants a, a recount But it's not happening It's heads if It's Roger if it's heads And it's Gordon if it's tails And it's heads It's Roger Ooh, minus one Good luck Gary Is this a bit of a oh, nice a chance to it a bit of an Ayrshire Derby <laughs> is this? So, yes yeah. Ayrshire Derby yeah. We can call so, it that Soul Coach versus Gervin Did right, you hear okay. Gary there? Oh. Half a chance Oh no I heard fine mm-hmm. Yep Well yes <laughs> Right I'm we'll going to give Roger some Clyde 2 to listen to And that way he can't hear your answers Gary that's the last thing we need Is him being able to cheat You've got 30 seconds You are going head to head with Roger The secret And he will do this So if you don't know it Pass it and move on quickly to the next one Okay Right okay Good man Your time starts now Which Scottish club is in the process of moving from amateur to professional? Pass What year was Carlos Bocanegra the Rangers captain? Uh, 2003 Who's been named Scottish FA's new head of refereeing? Pass How many times have Hearts won the Scottish Cup? Once Which Polish striker joined Celtic from Wisla Krakow in 2005? Oh, I'm Who was Scotland captain at France 98? Uh, Colin Henry Who will St Mirren play In the Scottish Cup On Saturday Motherwell uh, Okay let's bring Roger back Roger can you hear us Yes I've got you thanks Right same set of questions To you you ready Yep Which Scottish club Is in the process Of moving from Amateur to professional Queen's Park What year was Carlos Bocanegra The Rangers captain 2011 Who has been named Scottish FA's New head of referee Crawford Allen how many times have Hearts won the Scottish Cup? Four. Which Polish striker joined Celtic from Wisla Krakow in 2005? Magic Zaravski. Who was the Scotland captain at France 98? Colin Hendry. Who will St Mirren play in the Scottish Cup on Saturday? Brogsburn Athletic. And what is the name of our Broth's home ground quickly? Gayfield. 
You thought you'd half a chance, Gary. Do you still think so? Uh, no, no chance. <laughs> no chance. It's gone from half to no. Uh, let's find out the damage. The first one, which Scottish club is in the process of moving from amateur to professional? It is Queen's Park. But Roger starts on minus one, so that's him just level. It's 0-0. Zero, zero. In what year was Carlos Bocanegra the Rangers club captain? 2012. Oh. So you were a good bit out, Gary. Roger was oh. just the one year out. But it's still 0-0 zero, zero after two questions. You're still in it, Gary. Uh, you're still in it at this Aye. point, Gary. Um, Aye. Not for long. Who has been named Scottish <laughs> FA's new head of refereeing? Crawford Allen. Roger goes one in front. How many times have Hearts won the Scottish Cup? You're doing them a disservice, Roger. Is it eight. Eight, is it really? It is eight. So it's still 1-0 to Roger after four questions. This is unheard Gar- of. Gary's not even got a question right. Hang up, Gary, no, quick. Uh, there may be a correct answer oh, still right. to come, don't I'll, you worry. Maybe one, I'll get. <laughs> I think you're right. Which Polish striker joined Celtic from Vizsla Krakow in 2005? It was Magic Zaravski, 2-0 to Roger. You got this one, Gary? Who was the Scotland yep, captain yep. of France, 98? Braveheart himself Colin Hendry <laughs> Unfortunately for you Roger got it He also knew That St Mirren Play Broxburn And he also Gayfield. knew That Gayfield Is the home of Arbroath So that's 4-5 For Roger And a 1 for you Gary Hardlines <laughs> Well done mate Cheers Gary All the best Gervin uh, comes out on top In the big Ayrshire derby I'd like to know Where Gary got that confidence We won oh, I've got half a chance Of playing Roger Sometimes it's different when the pressure's on mm, All the time it's different when the pressure's on I think clearly now The contestants are impressed with your um, statistics as They beat the pundit they're percentages they're, 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 Yeah they're, they're fine to you, take on the big so. boys Yeah, They're going for you Roger yeah. now Yeah wouldn't disagree with that Okay I think even Craig beat the beat Gary tonight oh, I wouldn't go that far And a draw I'd, I would not go that far Nah I don't think so 01419511025 in the phones At Clyde SSB on Twitter Now I did say before Beat the pundit Just to get the thinking caps on Who's the fringe player At your team you want to see Given more game time In the second half of the season Maybe even don't need to describe him As a fringe player I know that sounds a bit disrespectful But who's the player that you think Deserves more game time After the winter break Than he got In the first half of the winter break And why? This is just a completely personal feeling There is no right or wrong answer So just come on here and tell us Who's the guy you hope to see a bit more of It could even be someone who's been out injured Anything at all Who's the guy you want to see more of Are there any, any yeah. that spring to mind from For me From you guys Is I've, this going to be a serious answer You've got that look in your eye I've always got a serious answer gone Go I'm for on it. that programme to be serious And I will be serious I think young Scott at Munro I think he's come off the bench And produced the goods Okay Um I think he's a real talent and I would like to see him being given a good run of games because I think he could produce for us. Yeah. I really do. See, I, think I, like, see, I like that because he has played a lot but you, you you still want to see more of him. You want yeah, to see him start yeah. every week. And that's fine. I, can, I, I, can, I like that. I, You've explained I your thinking. Totally understand the motherwell manager's thinking because I think he's nurturing him along brilliantly but I just think that sometimes you've got to take the reins off, let the boy out there, give him a run of games, see what he can do, because I think he can bring a lot to the table. That is my player that I would love to see. I'll tell you what, he's, got, he's, he's done well. Usually I was expecting something that didn't make much sense, if I'm being honest, but he's, <laughs> he's, he's produced the goods. That's James Scott. He wants to see more of James Scott in the second half of the season. What about you? Come on, don't hang about. Give us a call. I'll give you one. We're actually talking about the Usher Derby and beat the pundit, Girvin versus Sawcoach, but I, I was down... I was over at Dunfermline seeing Stephen Mills' team a week passing Saturday when they lost to Air United and I was talking to an Air United fan uh, a friend of Daz and myself and he was saying the fringe player that Air need to see more of is the player manager Mark Kerr he needs to play himself more than he was played in the first half of the season because the team just seems 
It just seems to flow better When he's in that deep line midfield position In front of the two centre-halves Everything seems to flow through him And they're a better team So the message from the air fans To the player-manager is More player, less manager Yeah, and listen Like I say, there are no right or wrong answers to this And it doesn't mean to say that you think This player needs to go right in it and play every game It's just who would you like to see more of Is there anyone who's been bubbling away Anyone who's been doing things in reserve games Or under 20 games that, that you think deserves another crack at the whip I'll tell you what's a real common name Coming in on Twitter mm. No calls yet Sean Kelly Has got the same name as Tony Higgins Marion Shved He says I don't feel he's been given a fair chance yet Lennon said he's been impressing in Dubai So yeah. we'll see Says yeah, Tony I, I read those quotes from Neil Lennon um, That Marion Shved had been impressing in Dubai um, I'm not sure whether those quotes were designed Just to give Marion Schwer a wee boost to his confidence um, A bit like when we spoke about Vakunis of Bio in the first few minutes of the show The thing you need to remember Is Neil Lennon and John Kennedy See these guys Monday to Friday at Lennoxtown And they will pick teams Based on what the guys do In the games But also what the guys do in training And I think it says all you need to know About Bio and about Schwer No disrespect to either of them I'm quite sure they're both talented footballers we haven't really seen much of them in the first half of the season. Exactly, is that the Maybe just see a little bit more. Well, they'll only be picked if they deserve to be picked, and that, and that goes with any team. Gordon, I mean, he was signed. His signing has always fascinated me to an extent mm. because he was the guy that Brendan Rodgers said, "I've got oh, a million wingers." I've got a million wingers, yeah. as if to say, not a lot to do with me. Um, but, but naturally, as you would do if you're a fan of the club, Celtic fans. Didn't want to to be too critical of that They wanted to to look beyond that Give the guy a chance He, like a lot of players Had quite a good YouTube highlights Really looked like he could score spectacular goals Even got one for Celtic in Europe At the start of the season Mm -hmm. But we've not seen anything from him Is that a good shout from Tony That maybe we could see more of him Neil Lennon did say he's been impressing in Dubai Yeah, but Roger could be right I think sometimes you've got to man-manage And uh, guys have been out the picture for so long, Gordon You've got to give them something to to look forward to, you know, to aim for. And by coming out and saying that, it gives a player a real boost. Of course it does, because you've not played a lot of games. But Roger's right again, the fact that he'll only get in if he deserves to get in. It's too important now just to say, well, we've not seen a lot of them. Let's see what the boy can do. From now to the end of the season, it's about winning games. It's not about experiments. So if he's going to play... Neil Lennon's got to be 100% confident He's the guy to do the job So the question we're asking you Which player would you like to see a bit more of At your team in the second half of the season That doesn't mean they have to go in and start every game But there must be someone who you just want to see a bit more of Because you think he deserves it Or because you've not seen enough Sean is a Rangers fan And he says Greg Stewart deserves more of a chance He scored two against Aberdeen Two against Hearts Two last week in the friendly Who'd you leave out then? That's something that absolutely no, 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 beat me to it. No, no, because this is what I'm saying. See mm. more of. That doesn't mean he has to oust someone from the team and start every week. We're just saying see more of. I don't know. Say he's averaging 60 minutes every couple of weeks. You want to see him on for a bit longer. You just want to see more of him. You want to see more of what he's capable of. Yeah, yeah. I totally understand where you're coming from. But what we're finding just now, especially with Steven Gerrard, occasionally uh, he changed it once at Celtic Park. The players that are playing And if they're winning And doing well He seems to stick with that Unless it's a suspension Or an injury I know what you're saying Gordon Rather than just come on With 20 minutes to go Can he get 30 minutes Can he get an odd game Here and there 
I totally understand that But it's very difficult just now yeah. I think for Rangers it, and Celtic It's really noticeable in the last two months of 2019 You knew what Rangers first team was You know mm. there was a while under Stephen Gerrard He rotated it, he mm. shuffled guys in and out Tried different things You now know what his top team is Right on cue, Gordon is a Rangers fan on the line He's in Cumbernauld Who deserves more of a chance Gordon? Are you agreeing with the tweeter? Uh, yes. Gordon, are you with us? On you go Yes I'm with you yeah Greg Stewart I'd like to see Greg, Greg Stewart Getting more of a chance I think he's got a lot more to offer Than Stephen Stephen Gerrard's done great for us But I'd like to see Greg getting a, a chance Because when he comes on He creates goals And he scores goals And he brings players into it I think he does more than People realise But is that, not, is that not Good management then Gordon? Because Just now You've said that He comes on He creates goals And he scores goals so yeah. that's a great strength that the manager's got in the substitutes bench to change a game, yeah, but at what turn point, a game. But at what point do you then earn more involvement? For instance, the obvious comparison, if we're talking that area of the field, I'm not. maybe Gordon's not suggesting he starts every game, but mm. should he maybe be clearly above uh, Ojo, for instance, in the pecking order? Should, I, should, should I, I think so, yeah. Barker, for yeah, instance. Yeah, you know, should, should I he think be... so. But I think what he's got to do is keep producing that when he comes on. Then if there's a injury in that position or a suspension, then that's where you get your opportunity to go on and say, right, I can do it from the start of the game rather than being an impact player later on in the game. And I think that's what Greg Stewart's got to Concentrate from now to the end of the season Gordon what have you made of him then In the games that, that he's played He has got a couple of doubles As the, the tweet I just read out I game in Dubai And I thought it, when he came on It was fantastic when he came on Any time I've seen them coming on I think the guy's fantastic When he comes on He runs into his channels On the right hand side He'll come in through the middle And then he can go to the by, to the, the by line Hit the ball into spaces And then run back and collect it And then put it in the net I just think Stephen's done a great job But I think Greg he needs another, a, a better chance He has to start some games I think That's just my opinion you know I think Stephen Gerrard's done great for us And we can't, can't sort of criticise him in any way But I'd just like to see Greg Stewart Getting more of a chance in the second half of the season That's all Yeah, yeah. listen and that, Like I said that was the point of this conversation Roger It wasn't about being critical to Stephen Gerrard Or critical to anyone else And saying they're making mistakes It's just a yeah, he's he's a good player, Greg Stewart. I like him. I think he was a very important player for Steve Clark down at Kilmarnock when he, he played up top with him and Brophy together. They did very well. Gordon's right, just slightly off to the right, coming in on his left foot, um, and it's, it's something he's continued since he's been at Rangers. I think he's now probably ahead of Shea Ojo and Brandon Barker and Jordan Jones, if you remember him, in the pecking order to come off the bench. There's another one. Could he have a bigger part to play in the second half of the season? Well, again, about you know, you mentioned there about Neil Lennon talking up Marion Schwer. I think Stephen Gerrard has tried to talk up Jordan Jones during the winter break. And if you remember the first game back from last year's winter break, Jordan Jones had just agreed a pre-contract with Rangers and then scored the goal, which inflicted a defeat on Rangers at Rugby Park. And and from then the, the sort of title challenge sort of petered out. So there's no doubt that they're all good players. They can all have a role to play. But I think Stephen Gerrard has now got a nailed on first 11 and it will be difficult barring injuries or barring suspensions I think it will be difficult for the likes of Stewart or Jones or Ojo or Barker to get the amount of game time they want and that listen that's a good thing for Rangers because it means the Stephen Gerrard's first choice 11 is functioning the way he wants it to and plus the fact just hearing um, Gordon there talking about 
he always he's always ter- terrific when he comes on and he makes an impact. For a manager, that's brilliant to have, Gordon. That's where Stephen Gerrard really complained about his squad when he came in at first was the substitutes, the 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 changes that he was able to make, how he get players to go on impact games. He's got that now in Greg Stewart. Whether he gets more time, as in instead of coming on with 15, 20 minutes to go, half an hour to go, change a game, an odd suspension, an odd injury, he gets an odd game in there, shows what he has to do. The only thing I will say is sometimes it's the worst thing in the world for a substitute. Every time you come on, you're brilliant. Because then the manager looks at you and thinks, you're just a sub. You're an impact player. <laughs> How many players have uh, throughout the oh, years? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's incredible. But managers do get that into their heads yeah. thinking, well, you're an impact player. So with 20 minutes, and 30 minutes to go, you're going on the pitch. It's the same situation at Celtic for the likes of Michael Johnson because Celtic fans were on the show prior to the old fun game looking for Michael Johnson to get more game time because of the impact he was making for Celtic coming off, off the bench. bench. They gave him a start in the old firm game and he was anonymous. So th- there are players, whether they like it or not, who seem to have more of an impact coming into a game later on than they do mm. from the first whistle. It's a good shout, Gordon. It's certainly got the guys debating. Thank you very much to Gordon in Cumbernaldo. 1419511025. Which player at your team would you like to see a bit more of in the second half of the season? 01419511025. It's the perfect time to call and we'll get a teaser next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to Thompson's.com. Roger Hanna and Gordon DL here with me, Gordon Duncan. We're asking you which player at your club would you like to see a bit more of in the second half of the season? Who deserves more game time? Uh, Gordon DL kicked us off nicely. He wants to see more of James Scott at Motherwell. We've had a few tweets for the likes of Marion Fed. We had a call from Gordon and Cumbernauld wanting to see more of Greg Stewart. So anything at all, no right or wrong answer. Which player at your club do you want to see a bit more of In the second half of the season Right, tonight's question has been sent in As always on a Tuesday Or as often on a Tuesday by John Smith He comes up with very difficult questions That Roger Hanna can get stuck into Gordon Dale helps him Mm -hmm. And the most difficult thing about this one I think is the wording of it And John's good at simplifying the the wording That's not a criticism of John You're just going to have to listen carefully This has got a nightmare for DL written all over it but I think once we get going It's one of them that once we get going I think you'll you'll understand the question more so He says Of all the clubs that have been in Scotland's top flight since 1990 10 managers born outside the UK and Ireland Have been given their first manager's job By, those, by one of those clubs in that time Does that make sense? Yeah Mm-hmm So I'll read it again It is quite difficult I think once we get some answers You will see where we're heading Of all the clubs That have been in Scotland's Top flight since 1990 Name the 10 managers Born outside the UK and Ireland Who were given their First manager's job By one of those clubs In that time Frank Sosie Ah brilliant Honestly Brilliant That's why he's here That's the only one I had I'm sure you did So there we go Sometimes when you've got A working example It clears it up Because Hibs have clearly Been in Scotland's top flight Since 1990 Frank Sosie was given His very first managerial job By Hibs In that period And therefore He's one of the answers Are you following? I'm right there Unfortunately I've no answers Following me (laughs) (laughs) 
uh, you can play along with us on Twitter at Clyde SSB not an easy question at all but now that we've got Frank Sozzi hopefully you should see where we're going mm. of all the clubs that have been in Scotland's top flight since 1990 name the 10 managers born outside the UK and Ireland who were given their first manager's job by one of those clubs in that Is time Is Mike Pat Alainan one? No Oh that would have just made my night Oh His first job would be Cowden Beath wouldn't it Oh so it was Is it close <sighs> What about Ivano Benetti Show me the working Well he was Dundee manager mm-hmm. I think he'd only Worked as an assistant Before he got the job And he was Dundee manager when Roughly oh, After I, I, 1990 no, About 99 maybe And he was born Outside of well, Unless he was born in well, Who, who did you say no, Ivano Benetti Yes was it, Ivano Benetti is one Was Alessio's no first job at Kamarnock? Was he no assistant manager all the time? He is not one of the answers you're looking for Really? Yeah Oh, unlucky does Ivano Bonetti and Frank Sozzi Great start Roger Great start I feel like I'm Only another eight to go Right, which player at your club would you like to see more of In the second half of the season? John Paul and Falthouse Who would you like to see more of at Celtic? Evening Farnham, how's it going? Good, thanks Hi Um. I would like to see Greg Taylor more of him, um, and I'll give you my reasons. You know, um, Celtic bought Ball and Goal in the summer for three million pound, but they also bought Greg Taylor for three million pound. You know, and, and I did watch a lot of Rapid Vienna, um, and I, for quite a few Celtic fans, including myself, the jury was out for Ball and Goal. You know, and I think he t- started to turn some heads when he had that good game at Ibrox. But for me, um, he's had more bad games than he's good. Uh, I think he looks vulnerable. I don't think he's a good defender. And um, you talk about him going forward, can you tell how many assists he's got? But I watched Greg Taylor with Kilmarnock. He was very, very consistent. Hence the reason they were wanting £3 million for him. Um, he's a homegrown talent. He's young. Um, he came in. He played the Celtic. Um, he gave us a, a very good balance. He's good defensively. He is good going forward. Uh, he got his call up for Scotland. Went away. Had two assists. Um, came back. Played two games. And then Lennon, Bongo came back to fitness. And he played on the way to Cluj. And I, he, he had a nightmare. And I thought that would have been the the reason to put him back in um, and he didn't and that's the only thing this season I really I, I didn't get with Lennon I didn't really get what's going on um, but I would I would definitely like to see more of him I, I, I know what you think I must admit I was waiting on the, the yeah. Greg Taylor suggestion from someone and John Paul puts it very well is he someone who you would expect to see more of or you can at least well, understand why Celtic fans want to see yeah, more I can, of him I can at least understand why John Paul and other Celtic fans want to see more of him um, I'm not a huge fan of Ball and Golly um, but listen the, the previous Celtic left-back, Kieran Tierney, was Celtic's best left-back in many a year. It was sold for £25 million. It was always going to be a hard task to fill Kieran Tierney's boots. So, you know, Bolling Bolling Goalie has come in, he's done okay, he hasn't been quite the player people thought he might be. Johnny Hayes is at a shot, played in the cup final, I think. Um, but for me... Taylor probably merits his chance But again We've said it about Shved We've said it about Bio Neil Lennon sees the players Monday to Friday And Neil Lennon picks a team On his judgement Bolling goalie Seemed first choice Hayes seemed second choice Taylor seemed third choice Prior to the winter break Like John Paul I'll be fascinated to see How much football Taylor gets In the second half of the season Yeah it will be interesting They bought him for decent money um, I'm not going to jump In the bandwagon About Bolling goalie Yes he's had up and down start to his Celtic career. Um, I think the lad has got a bit of quality. 
the minute he has a bad game, he's just a whipping boy for me. I think everybody just puts the blame right on his shoulders. There probably is a bit of that because that's just what we do. People yeah, get very yeah, hysterical. I've, but I've also, not... but also, I sometimes feel like there's a desperation from you to, to really let him off the hook. I mean, the chances are. Not just ball and golly Any player If there's this level of scrutiny Or criticism It's because he's had More than one bad game Yeah but I, I, I think that uh, I remember uh, I was in the studio Or I was listening to the studio uh, He played against Motherwell And he had a very very Poor 45 minutes First half he was shocking And he got absolutely slated And rightly so But the lad then kept his head down and he was playing very well. He didn't have the best game against Rangers, I've got to say. But tell me, probably apart from Scott Brown, who did for Celtic? Um, probably their goalkeeper. Um, but I, I, I like Taylor. I've not got a problem. But once again, we get back to the old scenario. Neil Lennon's working with his players every day. He seems to think that just now balling goal is the right choice. But I'm sure that Greg Taylor... Will get an opportunity To show what he can do Because I think he is a decent player Gordon's quite the defender of ball and golly John Paul He's played 27 times for Celtic I have no idea how many of them have been good games How many have been bad How many have been bang average What would you say overall How would you assess him then over those 27 games? Um, I, I, I don't know what if I want to say That he's absolutely rubbish And no good enough for Celtic That isn't what I'm saying But the, the point I made when he came back in um, we got beat away to college Although the game meant nothing It made two I had a terrible game And then We played Hibs The game after that I can mind watching it And we got caught out As I say Because we two balls in behind And Celtic were drawing nothing Each of Hibs And he'd been caught With one ball over the top And it was only a bad touch And I had made a tackle for him You know I I, I played football So when I go I kind of watch the defender And I, I kind of watch players But it seems to me That he doesn't really Want to learn from his mistakes Yes Neil Lennon sees him Every other time but for me, again, with the Greg Taylor situation, I just think Greg Taylor must think, I went in there, every game I played in, I won. I went in, he chucked him in the Europa League, uh, and he played, he played left back, and he had a great game, and he was round at home, and then next thing he's at the team because the ball and goal is back. It just, for me, for me, I'm just, this is just my opinion, it's just in the set right, and I think Greg Taylor deserves more of a chance. Yeah, fair suggestion. That was John Paul and Faulthouse wanting to see more of Greg Taylor. Graham Robb would love to see some of Dapo Mabudi. He says he plays in the development for Rangers, young striker, possible backup. For Alfredo and Defoe I like that suggestion Just purely because Any chance Our big sides get to Integrate some more Academy players If they're good enough of course I think they should take it Roger Because the... I know it's a unique pressure Not this season or next God. I get that But you're 3-0 you're up at home to Hamilton at Ibrox you, you can surely bleed an academy player at that point But uh, I, I just don't think you'll even see any of them on the bench It, it is so significant to the two clubs they will pick their best 11 And they will pick yeah. The next well, like best I say, you seven do, you songs do ha- You do have to deserve it But I just feel like If there's any If there's any ma- If there's any marginal case You know If there's not much between X player and Y player If it's a chance to at least Do some sort of building For the future Surely you would take it I'm with you I totally agree with it I'm old fashioned I think there's got to be a pathway For the younger players at these big clubs to come through Yes it's so important For the first team To go and try and win the league same with Celtic But you're right I look at Rangers and Celtic at home They dominate most games They score a lot of goals I think there are opportunities there To reward a younger player With 15, 20 minutes In the first team game Any more on the teaser Ivano Bonetti, yeah, Frank Sozzi John Barnes at Celtic When they come up with Douglas Where was he born? 
Jamaica Well done Just testing you Gary and James Howe Already got him on Twitter They were straight in With John Barnes Different class Not as quick as me um, Oh they were quicker what, Than you alright We're sitting in the presence Of a Wraith Rover oh, legend I was hoping you weren't Going to get this how, one How about Claude Anelka Brilliant Well done Claude Anelka I can't believe You've not got that Dazzler <laughs> I, I d- Was Wraith in the Premier League at that time Since 1990 They've R- been in Remember Remember 94 95 ish Oh, I helped them got there, actually. Well, I actually took them there myself with my 35 goals. Starving at this, what about Marcio Maximo? No. Livy, no idea. Now, we've got four, we can leave it there for now. Uh, Loads of tweets coming in about players that you want to see a bit more of. Let's get another call on that. Chris is in Cardonald. Who would you like to see more of in the second half of the season, Chris? Hi, evening panel, thanks for taking the call um, uh, First off, I'd like to second uh, John Paul there I think Greg Taylor's a great shout uh, Particularly with ball and goal He's erratic performance and stuff But what I wanted to speak about was Shved um, I know you guys have touched on it earlier But um, I think this boy's had a bit of a bad press He's not had an opportunity He's been put down by both Rogers And sort of dismissed at the start of this season By Lennon saying he was miles off the pace um, the guy looked great on his showreel highlights I know you'd never see the bad points of them but he's not had an opportunity to prove himself I think this boy must be straining at a leash and I think it'd be foolish not to give him a shot next season I wanted to see what your take on that was It's maybe another part of this which we didn't discuss because of course you're right Neil Lennon sees him more you can only get the chance if you deserve it Celtic have lost one winger for certain they're probably about to lose another so that just by a simple numbers game surely he's closer than he was Well that, that would be you Assuming they're not going to Bring one yeah, in Well at the moment then you know, They have been looking at Jonathan Cohen over in Israel Maccabi Tel Aviv As, as a potential Mohamed El Yunusi Is still to come back Into the picture mm. um, A guy who At one stage in his career Cost £16 million Mikey Johnson She's been handed A five and a half year contract So they clearly got Big hopes for him Most of them Come off the left though Don't they Is, is Shred not meant To come in off that right side And actually is, And James Forrest Has been brilliant for Celtic You can't deny that But he maybe doesn't have as much direct competition for his place Yeah I would agree But interesting to see what I mean will Neil Lennon revert To the system that was proving successful Prior to the Old Firm game With Forrest maybe coming in slightly from the left Christie slightly from the right And, and in charm involved there as well I mean we're, we're assuming he's going to be Using what we would describe as an orthodox mm. left winger he, he perhaps isn't Chris what do you think? Yeah, absolutely, guys. I was going to say as well that Forrest, I mean, kind of hot and cold after having some spectacular moments, but I think he played his best football under Rodgers when Patrick Roberts was snapping at his heels as if he had a point to prove, and he's not had, I'm not sure it was touching that there, but he's not had somebody like that behind him challenging for his place in order that he pushes on. Uh, and again, that's another reason why I would certainly hope that Lennon gives him a shot in the second half of the season. Um, I mean, Celtic had a lot of wingers to begin with They, they mm. still have a lot Despite moving Scott Sinclair on Probably um, moving Lewis Morgan on as well But there are so many tweets along these lines um, Liam wants to see more of Karamoko Dembele as well Who had Celtic not made heavy weather of the Scottish Cup final May well have come on Do you remember the build up to yeah, the Cup final? Yeah. It was all about you know, will yeah, Karamoko yeah. Dembele come on Has been injured Not seen much of him Andrew Thinks Daniel Orzani Was unlucky that he picked up his injury I remember thinking to myself He looked a cracking player For the short time he was playing So <laughs> I, I don't know how you give All those wingers a chance But there's some good names in there That you think maybe could Yeah there's certainly good names and, and good talent as well Gordon you've got to say But 
It's like everything else You've got to earn the right To go and play With clubs like Celtic and Rangers And you've got to be shown That day in day out And make sure You're in the manager's thoughts And then when you get The opportunity Then you've got to Grasp it with both hands I don't get into That YouTube thing You can look at YouTube And probably people Would be trying to sign sign me In general Or you mean for Basing your opinion on a player Basing your opinion That's just what you do When you've not seen him No you don't Listen I I could play with the top two teams If you go and look at YouTube They're now in my hip snacker Know what I mean, Wait till he gets that cataract put in yeah. oh, oh. As long as I'm not there to hear him squeal He won't be moving freely after that, <laughs> that's for sure uh, Chris and Cardonald, another good suggestion Thank you very much Now tonight's question, you have to listen carefully Because it's, it's quite a difficult one Of all the clubs that have been in Scotland's top flight since 1990 That's quite a few uh-huh. Name the 10 managers born outside the UK and Ireland Who were given their first manager's job By one of those clubs in that time that, If that, you're saying flying here. If you if that doesn't make sense to you It will when you hear the answers Frank Sozzi Born mm. in France Was given his first managerial job By Hibs In 2001 Claude Anelka Born in France Given his first managerial job By Wraith Ivano Bonetti At Dundee And perhaps Well one of the most high profile ones John Barnes Born in Jamaica And given his first managerial job By Celtic In 99 Here's a high profile one Richard Goff Livingston Born in Sweden He's not as daft as he looks Lock So tell in. you that Richard Goff Well done I was talking about you Not being as daft as you look okay. not, not Richard Thank you Sorry Richard And he was born listening. in Sweden Am I right there Roger? Yes Yep there you go Yep Come on Five Roger can, can we rattle through Some of these hearts ones Is it Some from the Romanov era at all? No No None Excellent Five down five to go We'll get them next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. They play to win every time. Talk to Thompson's.com. Roger Hanna and Gordon Diel are here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Still time for you to tell us which player at your club do you want to see more of in the second half of the season. We're also tackling this full time teaser tonight as well. We're looking for this. Of all the clubs that have been in Scotland's top flight since 1990, 10 managers born outside the UK and Ireland were given their first managerial job by one of those clubs in that time. So guys like Frank Sozzi, Richard Goff, John Barnes, Claude Anelka and Ivano Bonetti. You're halfway there. Colin Johnson's thrown a number of names in. He's got some right, he's got some of the good ones, but he's gone for guys like Ronnie Dyla, who did manage back in Norway. He's gone for some others that are wrong as well. Kevin Rutkiewicz, for instance... Forgot him. What have you two got? Well, Daz did me a turn when he said Big Goffy at Livingston. I immediately came out. Livingston had an American in charge by the name of John Murphy. He was there for about two minutes. People at Almondvale MT and vending machines have been in the building longer. John, I've never heard of John Murphy in my life. Am I right, Gordon? You are right. Honestly, I don't know where you get this stuff. Yep, John, John Murphy. Murphy. The only other one that came to me, and I can't remember when they were last. He was living manager in 2009 Till when, when, when 2009 When were Morton last in the top flight? Don't John, worry about Morton Jonathan Johansson No, 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 no. Oh, Great effort Roger mm. no. When you say great Yeah, wasn't that good? Yeah, you've no, been a bit loose it, with it, your it, it was a really poor effort actually Yeah, to be fair I didn't want to I'm trying to just boost you Four know, to go There's one I can't believe you've not got Although it, there is a sneakiness to it In that you might have forgotten where he was born Oh But I'm still In terms of the name, the profile Some of the, the connections I just can't believe you've not got it 
So born Big club out, Outside the UK In the Republic of Ireland No Republic of Ireland people No 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 Right okay He's Canadian There's always a Canadian in there <laughs> Why is there always Because a... there There's a we, We've even got a producer From Canada here We do so, so there's always a Canadian Sneaking about somewhere Colin Miller No Oh Oh I'm willing to give you. That's a Canadian. Well, he was he was born in Canada. He's Told not, you. He's not, he's, no, no, no. But he's not what you would think of as being Canadian. That will th- you will not get it if you're thinking of Canadians. He was born in Canada. But he's a Canadian. He is a Canadian. Don't mean, I don't want to split is hairs he, here. Is he what we would describe as a Scot? Uh, no, but he's certainly not what you would think of as being a Canadian. If I was to ask you to name all the Canadians that had come over to yeah. Scottish football, you would not name this guy. So what nationality would we think he would be? Well, so now, now you will get it, I think. So he's like Richard Goff, nobody thinks Northern he Ireland. Was... Think more Northern Ireland. I know who it is, Jimmy Nicol. Yes. Oh, of course. can believe you didn't get that. <laughs> Man who managed Gordon DL, yeah? Yes, exactly. Okay, three to get. Still asking which player you'd like to see more of. CW wants to see more of George Edmondson at Rangers. He says mm. Goldson can look dodgy at times. Edmondson and Katic could be the future. Again, even if you're not being critical of Goldson, I can understand that because a lot of people seem impressed by what they've seen. Limited time of Edmondson. You can yeah, understand yeah, that. That yeah, but curiosity. Yeah, I can. I, I certainly can understand it because um, people talk very highly of the boy. But unfortunately for him, he's down the pecking order, and it's once again it'll be up to him. If there an opportunity arises, he's got to take it. Rogers and Uddingston, here's a topic that we'll never deal with completely in four minutes, but we will do our best, Roger. What's your point on VAR? <laughs> I'll be quick, guys. How are we doing? Hello, Roger. Hello, Gordon. Hello, Gordon. I've no many two Rogers and two Gordon in the same show. This is very true. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I'll be quick. Like, uh, before I go to my main point, I know I got a couple of minutes ago, um, uh, Greg Stewart and Jordan Jones, for me, for Rangers in the second half of the season. By, by, by far okay. I think they'll, they'll do well Look my point is um, the end of February Both Rangers and Celtic Playing the last 32 Of the Europa League And the VAR Is going to kick in I believe I'm right here Roger You've been a journalist Is that right? Yeah, yeah I think so I think it comes in think Knockout it's, stages yeah right, it's, it's going to be interesting Because um, I know Rangers Went on about it um, They should have it up here now It's a, it's a debate regarding Can we afford it? Is, it is it going to be Beneficial and I know there's been a lot of problems down south. Uh, I've been watching a lot of matches the day, and you shake your head. Somebody's got a bigger belly or a bigger pair of shorts, and they're going to be offside or not. So it's going to be really interesting how we adapt here as as a country and as, as a journalist. So I'm, I'm going to game against Braga. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, but if it comes to um, VAR, I don't know so much. Well, uh, I watch. You know, I read the papers down south. You watch Sky TV focuses greatly on English football, and I actually wonder what my journalistic colleagues down south wrote about and broadcast about before VAR came came in, Roger. Because it seems to be all have spoken about the entire season, um, all the little idiosyncrasies that have come in with it, the rows, the controversies, the flashpoints. Um, I'm not sure quite. How you iron it out I think the genie's out the bottle I don't think anybody's going to take VAR away from them again So they're just going to have to You know, get used to it They're just going to have to try and iron out All the little flaws You look at the goal Timo Pukki had taken away from him For Norwich the other (coughs) week Um, And there have been half a dozen others like it There was a couple I think In the Leicester game at the weekend Against Southampton There was a big one that denied Robert Snodgrass a goal At the end Mm. of the West Ham game On Friday night So it's here 
I think we have to live with it And if there is a controversy In either of the games involving Rangers or Celtic In this last 32 We will be able to run this show 24-7 for a week Seems there's just a disconnect Gordon Between the idea of VAR And the reality of it Because mm. if you offered any football fan Any manager, any player A system which gets more decisions correct Than we currently have you would take it You take the hand off Anyone that offers you but, but the reality of it The current implementation of it Is what's putting people off I don't like it Gordon It's only my personal opinion I think it's ruining The excitement of the game I think that if you've got a decision That you have to stand there For two, three minutes Draw lines down From every angle I just think we need to, if, if It will stay As Roger rightly said there But we've got to improve it uh, I wouldn't like to see it come to Scotland I totally understand people say Well, they'll get more decisions right and wrong I just think that the referees there Three officials, human error I think that's what sport's all about I mean, imagine it's being, for the fans Imagine being offside by a nose How frustrating oh, that would well, be Well, my cup final goal wouldn't have stood I'd have been sitting here with a runners-up medal <laughs> And it's a funny You made the point there You mentioned you know every player would would, would want this Clearly that's not the case For the younger listeners Gordon Dale was a player He doesn't like it No no I said the idea of it Every player would want A system Which gets more More decisions correct Than we currently have But I said the, the current version of it The current implementation Yeah but th- this No is, one likes to be robbed By a mistake well, Is the, you're the point You're listening to the Celtic Captain Scott Brown Speaking from Dubai last week Doesn't want it Yeah again that's what, he, he doesn't want this Version this but, but, but this is the only version we have yeah. You know Declan Rice Speaking after the West Ham game And he penalised for the handball And Snodgrass's goal didn't count He said He's yet to meet a player Who who mm. wants it So It's it's very yeah. it's, it's proving I As I said It was the, the yeah, idea of it, VR it, Is what I said but it's, it's proving Very very difficult For this Implementation To use your word of it To be loved By people Fans in stadiums Down south Seem to be Perplexed by the whole thing Roger, we're going to have to do it again sometime Please do give us a call back It's a very important topic But we are out of time unfortunately So please give us a call back Roger and Uddingston uh, Right, you've got a couple more in the teaser Quickly Struggling You've got time. another Wraith Rovers one That you've not got Oh really? Yeah, you've got Claude Anelka Jimmy Nicol Wraith Rovers? Uh-huh Come on Daz Who else was at Wraith Foreign boss? I was born in Motherwell mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not you No we're, we're... Spain Spain Calderon Yes Ah no Okay what about A Ross County manager Born in India Oh I know he manages Their own coil Wasn't born in India Was he No But again you're not This guy's not Indian To us But he was born there Were they current boys Nope I'm going to have to Put you out your misery Because we're just so short In time Neil Cooper Of course Mm. Never And the last one A St Mirren manager Born in the US of A Managed St Mirren 0-2-0-3 Come on Roger You know that Oh my goodness Again you might just not know Where he was born Who marries in 0-2-0-3 John Coughlin Is John Coughlin born in the USA? There we go Thank oh, you very much Thank you Roger and Gordon The biggest thanks as always That goes to you Thank you for all your tweets and calls Thanks for listening We're back tomorrow night at 6 With Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy And Stephen Miller's up next Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com.